Hello and welcome back to the Jumping Through Hoops podcast with myself, Hannah Murphy. I'm a mum of three and multiple business owner, and I have set this podcast up in order to serve you and to help you jump through the hoops of life and business. Let's begin. Okay, so welcome back to the Jumping Through Hoops podcast series. We are on episode 44. And I'm really excited today because I am chatting to my yoga teacher, Carla, who is better known as Curvaceous Carla. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Carla. Thank you. Hello, Hannah, and everybody listening to Hannah's podcast. So my name is Carla, but my brand name is Yoga with Curvaceous Carla. And we'll reveal to you why that is my brand name as the interview goes on. Okay, brilliant. So, I mean, I've known, I think I've known you probably maybe a year, just over a year. I think I started coming to your local yoga classes. And obviously, um, yeah, I absolutely love your classes. They're my favourite thing um, that I look forward to each week. But how, how did you get into teaching yoga? So, um, so I'll talk a little bit about, about what I was before and then how it progressed into yoga. So I was a professional dancer for many, many years. Um, so really from the age of five, and then I went to um, uh, college, university, and then I went to a professional dance school in London called the Laban Centre. And I spent most of my career as a professional dancer, I went out on the cruise ships, music videos, West End. And so therefore, I know a lot about the body, because as you're a dancer, there's a lot of, you know, anatomy, physiology, etc. And obviously I've worked so physically demanding as a professional dancer. So I already knew a lot about the body. And when I was about 18, I used to do yoga classes just for fitness. And I used to turn up at a yoga class in London. <clears throat> and I remember the teacher would do all the breathing techniques and the mantra. And I used to giggle. Because <laughs> I was obviously at a different mindset than I am now. And I was just purely there for the body. So I was a very flexible young dancer, you know, aspirations of traveling the world with dance, which I did. I did all the things I wanted to do as a professional dancer. There's not one box that I didn't tick. Um, so then also being a young dancer, you, you pick up injuries. So I, I have arthritis in my right toe and that's from being on the point shoes. And I'm, you know, I'm the young age of 44. Um, you know, and you think of dancers like Darcy Bustle that have had hip operations at young ages you know so I picked up a few injuries from my intense dance training and yoga was such a lovely way to be physical without that demand on the body because it was a really it was a way of um, connecting with your body without pushing you know through the barriers and just being really gentle and keeping yourself nice and fit you know keeping your flexibility your balance your strength um, and then there was that whole new avenue of the difference between dance and yoga so dance is very competitive and then the yoga really appealed to me because it was non-competitive and the first things I had to do was the yamas where you release yourself from judgment and competition and you know all these kind of things and then I sort of flowed naturally so it's like a natural progression from being a professional dancer and finding something that was still physical but now more gentle and working more on my well-being and I can give that back to all my clients and to everybody that needs it really I'm very passionate about well-being and people looking after their personal well-being yeah I mean that's amazing so your story I mean 
you, you start telling me a little bit about your story before I started recording and I found it fascinating and I think it will inspire a lot of people. So if you're happy to tell us a bit about your story and how you became your brand, which is yeah. Yoga with Curvaceous Carla, um, yeah, tell us about it if you can. Yeah, absolutely, hun. So um, being a professional dancer, there's a real emphasis on body image. And um, I was at the generation where we used to get weighed at dance college, you know? I mean, nowadays, I went back recently to the, the college that I went to, the university, sorry, in London, and they've got it right now. The, the students are offered yoga sessions, they're offered counselling sessions, you know. But when I was there, we were weighed weekly. And you're in the mirror every single day looking at your body. And then, you know, all, all about body image and being a certain size. So for many, many years, I was a size 6 to 8, 10 would have been seemed really fat. And I would have had to get back to it at six or eight. And I had the most perfect, you know, petite little body. And at that time in my life, I hated my body. And I've got lots of friends who felt the same. And, you know, I was, going, I was at a dance coach. So I was surrounded by people that had maybe eating disorders. Mm. You know, I actually have a friend that lost her life through bulimia. So it was a very um, strange mindset. It was all about glamour and beauty when you're on the stage and you're on the TV. But behind the scenes, there was this whole sort of guilt and body shame. So when I found yoga, and I did that for many, many years and um, felt that I, I found myself as a, a fat girl actually in a really lovely slim body, but that's how I felt internally. Um, but I'm, I've always been happy-go-lucky and I've always um, loved life. I'm a very optimistic person. So it didn't affect me too much because I'm a very happy, optimistic person. All my friends and family would tell me that. But it was just, just the way it was. So when I moved into yoga, which was eight years ago now, so I've been a professional dancer all my life. Then I became a dance teacher and I taught at South Downs College for seven years. And I loved teaching, but it still had that whole competitive driven ego mindset and it gets draining when you get a little bit older you're like this is draining there's got to be a new way to have all this lovely feelings but without the competition so for me yoga was that i found that i could be non-competitive with my body as well and non-judgmental and i can make other people see that they can love themselves exactly as they are so I had a beautiful daughter and I had a C-section. So I don't know if some women out there might have C-sections. You get cut from one side of your tummy to the other. So I always found I had this little overhang that I call my little bum bag, <laughs> like a kangaroo bag. Um, so that was hard to deal with unless you have, you know, money to have tummy tucks. So I had a C-section, then I sadly had two miscarriages. And during that time, I ate for comfort. And I tried lots of different cakes and I tried some Prosecco and I did it because my mental well-being needed me to do that. And I did put on a few pounds, but then I was like, do you know what? That's okay. It's okay. You needed to do that to make yourself feel better, to get yourself back on this treadmill that's called life. And you're still beautiful. You're now just more curvaceous, which in my mind means we're more cuddly. <laughs> so I'm actually more cuddly now. And um, my body's strong and I'm healthy. And for once in my life, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm not saying to myself, oh, you're fat. Even though now I'm a lot bigger than I was when I was younger. I'm a size 12 to 14, which I think is an average size. And I think it's just more about health and loving yourself the way you are. So I branded myself 
Yoga with Curvaceous Carla, and it was really just for that. So people could just roll out their yoga mats, strip themselves from any kinds of worries about their bodies, and just love ourselves the way we are, and just really connect to what we're doing on that yoga mat, that journey of that yoga practice. And I have, you know, looked at other yoga teachers, and there are quite a lot of, you know, beautiful teachers with bra tops and six packs and legs up here. And I thought, oh wow, that could be quite intimidating for some people. So at least if I'm a little bit more curvy and baggy clothing, it makes it more accessible for those that maybe would look at that and find that intimidating. Not saying that's wrong, yoga's for all. My theory is yoga is accessible for everybody. Yeah. I think that's absolutely amazing and it's a great point you've just um, touched on there because what I love about you is that you are real and you resonate with so many people because you know you're real and I think yes it is intimidating when you see yoga teachers online um, you know and they're looking completely perfect and again nothing wrong with that you know nothing wrong with that but that can put people off can't it that can put people off and I think you know as I say your story and you are what you know that that's what kind of um attracted me to come to your classes you know and i think the same you built up a great following of people and they all would probably say the same thing they love you because you're completely real and you're completely human and you know authentic and this authenticity thing is you know it's what it's all about now isn't it authenticity is what what and i took that journey further hannah because I even went out to, um, you know, venues and I taught like seated chair yoga for people that had brain damage and stroke patients. Again, with that theory behind yoga is accessible for all. And some of the stroke patients obviously can't move one side of their body, but they can still smile. They can do some meditation and they can move some of their limbs or their fingers and just be in that lovely connection, held space where they feel part of a yoga practice. And I did that for brain damage, stroke patients, autistic adults and children. And as you know, I do some family classes. So it really is, my brand really is just about thinking that yoga is accessible for everybody. It's not just about the aesthetic side, which was what my dance background was. Yeah, so that's really where it comes from, from the heart in that, in that respect yeah no brilliant so if someone hasn't tried yoga before uh could you give us uh, some tips um or some advice uh for someone that's looking to maybe start a class like i mean obviously i'm going to put in the show notes how people can find you because you obviously are doing online classes at the moment uh, you do face-to-face classes as well in the hampshire region but you are growing your online classes aren't you so um yeah i mean obviously like I said, I'm going to put put in the show notes a link to your website, but maybe someone who hasn't tried it before, could you give them some advice or how to get started? Yeah, so like a complete beginner, how would they begin their step? Buy a yoga mat or roll out a towel and first of all, just start by arriving on your mat, just lying down, closing your eyes and just bringing yourself in this present moment. So a lot of uh, yoga practice is about the mind. It's not just about the body. So just start to do some nice breathing, letting go of their anxieties, worries and just starting to notice the breath in the body. And then just maybe start with some lovely gentle movement hugging the knees to the chest and just rolling the knees around just to find some release in the lower back. 
maybe take the toes up, alternating the legs, finding a little hamstring stretch. So just starting to connect to your body. That's what you need to do first and foremost, and you can do that completely on your own. Turning the head, wiggling the fingers, circling the wrist, circling the elbows, just thinking about moving all of the joints. And then there's um, a massive spectrum of beginners yoga classes on YouTube. As you say, you can follow people like myself, you know, Yoga with Curvaceous Carla. You can follow, you know, there's a massive spectrum of stuff out there. Go to your local, when, when, when this is open again and we have our gyms and community centers and places like that open again and safe distance this time, so go to a beginner's practice. But you can do it at home. You know, there's no reason you can't do it at home. And it really is just about connecting to your body, connecting to breath, and uniting these three things, mind, body, and breath. Mm. And I think that's, some people who haven't tried it before, they, they see all these postures, don't they? And they think, oh, you know, I've got to be super flexible. I've got to be able to do all these things. But it's really that way, is it? I mean, I hear it all the time. They go, I can't come to your class. I'm not flexible enough. I can't come to your class, I'm not fit enough. But you know what? Sometimes even just sitting on a bench, looking out at the sea, listening to the waves and clearing your mind from lots of mental clutter, that's yoga. Yeah. And it is, it's what I, I enjoy about your classes. It's all just, it's very mindful movements, isn't it? Like you say, just even just wiggling the fingers, circling the wrist, you know, it's all about connection with connecting the mind and body, as you say. So... <laughs> we're gonna that leads us on to your meditation um, because meditation is something I feel uh, a lot of people may be a little bit dubious about it I mean I know a lot of people who I speak to and I advise and say you know try meditation is life-changing it changes my life it helps me through a lot of difficult times um what would your advice be to someone who uh perhaps you know they've they might have tried meditation maybe once and they say it's not for them um, or people that are perhaps you know they don't want to try it because they feel like it's all about chanting and things like that you know what would <laughs> what would you say so let's just sort of recap that so if you think of an iceberg the tip of the iceberg is the asana that's the physical practice all the stuff underneath that iceberg meditation chanting mindfulness that's the, that's makes the whole yoga practice so if you know that meditation is not for you and it's something you don't want to try then you're not ready for it but if you sort of think you know i've been hearing about people doing meditation and i know that it's supposed to really help with mental well-being help to reduce feelings of anxiety help to soothe the nervous system and come and i want to give it a go but every time i lay down my mind starts racing you're the person that needs it the most. Mm. They're the people that need it the most. Mm. And it really is a skill. It is a skill. And you can just start again nice and gently. Like I said, you could just sit on the seafront, just look at the waves and notice your thoughts coming in. And if you've got lots of busyness in your mind, that's okay. Just say to the thoughts, okay, I know you're there, but I'm going to release you. I'm just going to clear some space for a couple of moments. And then you're going to come back and I'm going to release you. It's about settling the mind. I use an imagery of a snow globe. And when you shake the snow globe, don't you? You've got all the glitter. That's our busy monkey brain, we call. Then when you put the snow globe down and the glitter comes down, that's when we settle the mind. That's an you know, imagery that I use. And that's what we're trying to do with meditation. There's lots of different forms. And a lovely friend of mine's, 
asked me to think about my micro niche. (laughs) And I really realized that meditation is definitely my niche. One, it's nice to find somebody that you resonate with their voice. So if you're listening to a guided meditation, you'll find quite a lot out there. Um, But some voices might not resonate with you and it might be a bit too screechy or irritating or too slow. So a lot of people say to me that they do really enjoy, maybe not so much in an interview, but when I'm reading my meditation, it's nice and calm, it's nice and slow. And a lot of people say my voice can be quite soothing. So find a voice of somebody that resonates with you. Get yourself nice and comfortable. Like I've started this Thursday evening meditation. My clients and you yourself are turning up in pajamas in the bed. At the current climate, people have found so much anxiety. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of worry and fear happening in the world right now. So meditation couldn't be more important right now to help you reduce those feelings of anxiety and those fears. So yeah, turn up in your pajamas. Makes you know you can put candles around, incense, pillows, eye pillows. It's all about having comfort, and then you can listen to guided meditation. Feel free to come along to mine. You can do, um, you know, the chakras. You've got all different the energy centers, the vortexes. There's lots of different meditations on the chakras. Sleep meditation. You've got some lovely um, where you're just listening to the natural sounds around you, and you're not actually even listening to any guided you know, like imagery, imagination, you can just literally come into that present moment and just settle the mind and just listen to the natural sounds and notice any sensations, the breath. So I just think it's an opportunity for you to clear the mind, settle the mind from any busyness. And when you do come back from meditation, you probably will feel a little bit more re-energized, a little bit more stronger in the mind, and you'll be able to handle your responsibilities a little bit better because you gave yourself that time. Mm-hmm. So the mind, it's just about the mind, it's settling the mind, like that snow globe, that's a perfect imagery. I like yeah. that, I like that description. Yeah. I mean, I, I do your meditation class on a Thursday, and um, it's 8.30pm, isn't it, UK time, and yeah. uh, Obviously, I'll put I'll pop a link to that in my show notes as well because I mean I'm there every Thursday as I'm in the bed <laughs> in my pajamas and I have the best night's sleep after that and I I highly highly recommend you know obviously Carla's class uh, but obviously you know like you say there are others to try as well you can download like the Palm app isn't there and things like that as well but I highly recommend it especially if if you're struggling people are struggling to sleep at the moment and they are anxious especially not just now with the situation happening in the world but you know in general if you're anxious then it, it helps doesn't it it really really does help um which is going to lead us on because you you said you're gonna you're gonna read a little one aren't you a little meditation to end our episode with um so what i'll do just before you do the meditation because straight after the meditation we will end the recording but um if if there's anything you want to finish on before your meditation anything you want to say um obviously you've told everyone where to find you and i'm going to pop a link to your website and your social media links in the show notes is there anything you'd like to say before you before we end with that lovely meditation yeah no no so um maybe i'm just going to let you know some of the feedback that i've got from meditation evening 
some people are uh, obviously mentioning that it's really helping them to sleep. I had a lady that fell asleep through the meditation. You've probably heard of yoga nidra, which is the yoga sleep. And it's when we just go through a deep relaxation, we relax every body, every body part, muscle, nerve, joint, cell, and the mind really settles and you go into like a, a deep subconscious sleep, but your conscious staff is always listening. So you've got yoga nidra as well, which is what I do as part of my package on a Thursday. But there's also some people that have said to me they felt really creative after the meditation. And I don't know if you saw on one of my um, groups, somebody painted a painting of a rainbow after and a, and a butterfly because I write my own guided meditation and, and her imagination went wild and this is a creative type. And she went away after the meditation and painted a painting of this beautiful rainbow butterfly. And I was like, how amazing. So yeah, it's just really tapping in and settling the mind. So all I'd like to say really is look after your well-being. You can't pour from an empty cup. All these old theories that our nans have told us years ago, but you really can't. You're a better mum, you're a better wife, you're a better businesswoman, husband, when you've looked after yourself. So it's about having compassion and kindness for yourself first and foremost. And then when you filled yourself up and you've looked after yourself, then you can share that with your families, your friends and your communities. And just be kind. In a world that's got lots of craziness just be kind that's really my message today and then i'll read you a little meditation beautiful yeah <laughs> so this one is a guided meditation and it's one of my favorites it's called the country walk and i touched slightly on the chakras but this one is about the heart chakra so we're, we're thinking about the color green which is the color associated with anna heart of the heart chakra so if you're getting yourself into a nice comfortable position to begin, you might want to close your eyes and relax. Start to focus on your breathing. And let's imagine you're walking through the countryside on a warm spring afternoon. And the trees that line your path are adorned with their new spring attire of pale green. Just imagine that the grass beneath your feet is springy and soft and fresh. The grass beneath your feet is like a newly laid carpet. The green background has a green subtle tapestry. There are rocks and plants. And just imagine yourself being bathed in this lovely green. And the only sound that you can hear now is the whispering of the breeze as it meanders between the leaves of the trees. And you can hear the singing of the birds as they are busy collecting their nest building materials. Now imagine you can feel the warm sun upon your body. The sun instills a feeling of peace and a feeling of joy. You follow the winding path through the maze of the trees and you become aware now of the sound of water. At first, the sound is barely audible, but the nearer you get to the source, the louder it becomes. And as you reach the source of the sound, you find yourself standing in front of a cascading waterfall. The waterfall tumbles into the bubbling brook that rambles around the large and small rocks. And then it makes its way to a distant lake. Just spend a moment exploring the waterfall. 
and you discover a shelf behind it. You scramble up to investigate further. Confirming that the rock shelf is dry and quite wide, you walk along it and you sit down behind the cascading waterfall. The sound is almost deafening and it makes you realise the tremendous power that the waterfall has. The reflection from the green trees and the grass as it passes through the waterfall bathes you now in a soft, pale green light. So just sit quietly for a few moments and feel the effect that this green light has on your heart chakra and the heart of. Imagine the green gently washing away toxins and washing away imbalances in your body. Notice your eyes becoming relaxed and your whole body feeling a sense of re-energized. Just enjoy this feeling of aloneness created by the water and the space surrounding you. It gives you time for inner reflection, an opportunity to assess your path in life. Just enjoy this you time, this quiet time. And then when you feel ready, let's quietly stand. Let's walk out from under the waterfall, carefully descend back down the path, and just sit by the brook. And just become aware of your physical body now. Notice the toes, give the toes a wiggle, give the fingers a wiggle. Just feel the space in your back body, every part of your back. And before you resume your day, just rest quietly for a few moments more and just contemplate any feelings, any thoughts, any impressions that the country walk meditation has given to you today. Namaste. Thank you, Carla. That was amazing. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me today. I do hope my information has been useful in some way. Now, if you have enjoyed listening, then I would really appreciate if you leave me a review over on iTunes or any other platform that you are listening from. Thank you.